Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Why startups shouldn't hire leaders who only have corporate experience. Will a subject matter expert be a better solution to hiring a leader for your company? We can all agree that there are different types of leaders, and I'm going to contend that the wiring of the leader is far more important of the person that you're hiring than the pedigree that the person brings to the table. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. We help entrepreneurs and hiring managers solve difficult hiring challenges by identifying a specific problem and providing proven solutions to enable your company to win the right hire. We share insights from top-performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Mr. Ed Tyson. He is the CEO of Percentage Consulting, architect of Leadership SOPs, author of From Expert to Executive, Mastering the ABCs of SOPs, and of Leading and Executive Coach and Consultant to both small niche brands and Fortune 500 companies. With a mastery of leadership refined throughout his years as a Marine, executive, coach, and consultant, Ed guides executives to key findings that he has learned through intimate connections with a diverse array of leaders, which is what makes Ed the perfect expert for today's topic. Ed, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Thanks, Rick. Excited to be here. Yeah, excited to have you. So we're going to be discussing a few things. We're going to talk about how to identify the right leader for your startup. We're going to talk about what steps you should take to build the right job description and find the best person for the role. And then we're going to talk about what questions you should ask to ensure your candidate is the best fit for the role. Sound like a plan? I'm down. Let's talk first about the obvious question. So why do companies not need to hire executives who only have corporate experience for their startups? Well, you know, I've seen that go wrong up close. It's not necessarily that as a rule, it's a bad decision. It's just you need to make sure you understand what you need before you just bring in somebody who's succeeded really in any different culture. But a great example would be a biotech company a little bit north of me in L.A. County, They've been sourcing a bunch of leaders from some global pharmaceutical companies. So here's a startup bringing in some leaders that are fully capable of running the functions that they brought them in the lead, but the culture clash could not be worse. They're used to having multiple functions with a lot of depth supporting their activity and just frankly aren't used to the breadth of the strategy engagement that they need to do to succeed, as well as the depth of the tactics. And so really can spell disaster. On the other end of that front is using all homegrown talent. I have another company that I'm working with in San Diego County that is just eking past that startup phase and now has really begun to build a bunch of structure, but all based on talent they've sourced internally. So none of them are professional leaders. In fact, they're all at various different stages of really mastering their own subject matter expertise. And this is leading to a lot of problems as the CEO needs to be able to empower them to make decisions and run the company to get to the next level of development. But these leaders are struggling to turn the corner inside their own functions, let alone the kind of complex collaboration they have to do around the enterprise. You're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm Rick Gerard, and for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. 
Check out stridesearch.com. There you'll find additional content and resources to help you land great hires. Our guest today is Ed Tyson. He is the CEO of Percentage Consulting. We've been talking about hiring leaders and the importance of what needs to go into hiring the right leaders for your company. Now we're going to get into how do we hire leaders then? So Ed, lead us off. I think the most important thing is squaring in your mind exactly what the purpose of a leader is. That is a people leader, not somebody who's leading the technical development of something, but a person that you've empowered to lead the people. And really their primary function is to structure, operate, and perfect communities of effort. And so if that makes you nervous and you're thinking to yourself, what about all the work I have for this person to do? You may not actually need to add a leader. And that goes back to the whole first part of our discussion around challenging that. But when you've wrapped your mind around the fact that that is what you need, then the next step is getting clear on the scope of the community of effort you want them to lead. Now, there are those leaders out there who can do both. Absolutely. And I would by no means say that somewhere secondary, tertiary in terms of importance and focus is still the technical area that they need to lead. They have to understand the work. They cannot be effective in their role if they do not. It's just that if you're looking to bring someone on to do more work and you've got more work than the current team can handle, adding a leader does not handle the natural capacity of the team. The leader's focus is on the capacity of that full team. So they would be assessing the team, figuring out, do they have the ability to do the volume of work? And are they deploying the right processes, technologies, et cetera? But their focus is on building the engine, not driving the car. All right. So how do we start? What do we need to do first? Well, I mentioned a minute ago, this idea of really getting clear about the scope of the community of effort you want them to lead. And for me, that's more than just the normal word scope. It's actually an acronym that stands for strategy, culture, objectives, purpose, and ecosystem. So think of it as the old mission, vision, values, but with a couple of added components, one being the ecosystem, so the key players and how they interact around you and the organization. And then bearing that in mind, those key interactions, you've got the mission, vision, values component, or in my language, understanding the value you're delivering to the ecosystem. So that's really your purpose. Setting and understanding what the objectives are, both from a visionary perspective and all the way back close quarters to every three months of the year, taking a look at what are the objectives for this area, and then pulling that into an understanding of what's the culture you have versus the culture you want to have, and what strategies does that equal. So that, for me, is the whole scope of an organization. And when you're looking to bring on a leader, you really need to take your best shot at it, or you don't even know what you're looking for. You won't know how to articulate to the candidates what is the leadership challenge you're asking them to take on? Now you're taking this and you're building it into your job description, correct? Absolutely. Okay. So you're breaking down each function of the scope method, and then that's going to be translated into your job description. Yeah, all that and more. The scope is just the biggest component. You could think of it as the business architecture for the community that you want this leader to command, to build, and to cultivate. So they need to understand what this scope is to get their arms around the nature of the challenge. But from there, boy, you've got to do so much more. You have to go ahead and really translate the scope into the ways of working, the roles and responsibility, 
the reward systems, the knowledge and capabilities of the team required, the number of people on the team that are required. So the ultimate leader has to have an ability to translate all of that kind of high level scope stuff into what's the real work. And when you're developing the job description, you also want to focus on that next level of detail, which is the ways that they'll engage the community of effort in order to plan the work, execute the work, hold people accountable, and ultimately challenge all of those ways of working, that whole operating model, continuously. Because if you think about it, yesterday's excellence is today's standard and it's tomorrow's failure. So you have to always be looking around corners how to challenge and self-disrupt what you've put in place. So all that equates to articulating the role clearly in the job description and then going after the candidates that can fulfill that work. So let's talk a little bit about the job description because that's something that's near and dear to my heart. Job descriptions, to me, should be tailored toward the type of person you need in the organization. So in my opinion, I feel very strongly that startups need people, especially your first 20 to 50 people, you need people who are builders. You need people who are inherently wired to build things and they're not happy unless they're building something or breaking something or iterating on failures. They're happy failing and failing forward, right? And then the second piece to that is performance performance metrics. So you should be able to outline exactly what this person needs to accomplish in their first three months with the organization so you can build in accountability into that job description. What are your thoughts on that? Well, let me start with the last piece first, and I'll walk myself backwards. First, I would say that performance metrics are super important, but they're not the only metrics that I encourage organizations to focus on. So one of the big things that I try to bring to the table is a respect for process data as well as outcomes data. So particularly for leaders, it's not just important that they achieve the objective, it's how do they achieve the objective. The how is critical when it comes to leaders. I'm with you on that one. I think it's really important. And you know what I found is that top performers are people who are really good in their jobs and their roles tend to know exactly how they did something. They can outline the steps and they know, first I started here, then I went to this. That didn't work. I iterated. I went back here and I tried this. And then once they have that process down, they can tell you step by step how that happened. Well, I think we've wandered in really to the third area of focus for me when I help organizations avoid some of the pitfalls of hiring leaders. You know, one, of course, was, uh, hey, maybe you don't need a leader at all. Two is make sure you know the leader you need. But three is make sure you know how you're going to find that leader. And for me, it's focusing on that process, that how. What is their repeatable process for leaders? I refer to that as uh, leadership SOPs, so your standard operating procedures for structuring, operating, and perfecting a community of effort. And what I want you to do in that interview process is be focused on the how did they do it, not their can speech of all the wonderful objectives that they've reached, but how are they going to do it? Because that gives you real insight into at least the first levers they're going to pull to do it in your organization. And it gives you the chance to see what is their, are they a natural cultural fit? And it gives you a chance to go ahead and give them some additional information. For instance, if they go to their old standby processes and you say, ugh, that doesn't work here, 
do they have an ability to think on their feet and come up with some viable options that would work in your culture, or are they just jammed up? Are they a one-trick pony? In other words, the outcomes that they reached at the other organization cannot be repeatable in yours. That's what I was leading you into. I'm glad you brought that up. What would be two or three key takeaways you can give the audience that can plug into their business today? I'm just going to go back to the three things I shared today. If you're going to bring a leader on, you have to respect the impact it will have on your organization and challenge the notion first off that it's even a leader you need. Secondly, if you are going to hire a leader, you need to really get clear and make sure that they understand how to engage that community of effort in the ways that are going to work in your culture. And so the last piece is making sure you drill into the how in the interview process. Don't stop at the outcomes that they've got as part of their speech to give you. Drill in to how are they going to do it. Amen, my brother. Evidence to support the hire is the most important thing that you can get. Ed, thanks so much for your time investment today. And I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, what would be the best way in which members of our community can find you and find out more? Grab your book, maybe even. Yeah. Well, uh, first off, the book's available on Amazon. So from expert to executive, mastering the SOPs of leading. Second would, of course, just be through LinkedIn. Reach out and connect. I'm always available. And then also, if you're interested more in my leadership framework and methodology, the Leadership SOPs, you can, of course, find that at leadershipsops.com. Awesome. All right. Well, I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in this week's episode of Higher Power. Quick thanks to our team, Christopher Decker, Andrea Ballin, Ariel Kramer, and our creative director, Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We are listening and we welcome your feedback. After all, this show is for you. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, that's H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com, or you can drop me an email at rickandstridesearch.com. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be AJ Bruno. He's the founder and CEO of Quotapath. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you've been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn live show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to recruitment success, Rick Turner.